You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, immigration issues, front and center again, with Title 42 coming to an end. Of course, the Biden administration tried to end Title 42 long ago. It's expiring now, but now Joe Biden is telling us that the border is going to be chaotic for a while. They've had a long time, my friends, to get ready for this day. Of course, what this day meant to them was to simply release people into the country without any rhyme or reason. And now the White House is outraged because a federal judge says you can't just do that. You have to have a court date. So the White House is saying it's all being sabotaged. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. If that's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best. To send you off into your weekend with a smile. Thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program, folks. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. It is the Kyle Warren Show. I am your host, Kyle Warren, and it is Friday, May the 12th, 2023. And boy, do we have an awful lot to tell you about on the program today, of course, as always. It is chock full, and I'm glad that you're along for the ride with us today. And of course, welcome to everybody finding this program from my appearances six nights a week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce. Of course, as the program emanates from his flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida, and of course, going out along many of the Salem stations, and also, of course, all across the GCN network. That's the Genesis Communications Network. Um, last I heard, we're up over to 275 stations and counting. Uh, it is really a going concern, and I really am glad to be part of it. And again, welcome to everybody finding this program for my appearances there. And of course, I'll be back on the program tonight or early this morning, depending on your time zone with Captain Matt Bruce. Everything starts at 11 p.m. Pacific time, or that's 2 a.m. Eastern time, which is then Saturday morning for the Captain's own weekend edition of his program. And uh, so we hope that you can join us then. You can also call in to opine if you like. Simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. And uh, you can uh, find the links to listen live to AM860 The Answer or to listen to the GCN network feed as well. So you can do that. Go to kylewarrenshow.com or go to the Captain's America Third Watch.com. That's the Captain's America Third Watch.com. The Captain and I, of course, will have all of the uh, day's events wrapping up everything that's happened, all, all of the political news, and of course also 
breaking news as it happens across the country and around the world. And many times in the overnights, folks, Captain Matt Bruce and I are the ones to bring you the very latest news that's happening. And uh, because we are, of course, uh, probably one of the biggest programs in the overnight. So we have you to thank for that as well. Okay, so on today's program, we will talk about uh, the immigration issue. We're also going to talk about some of these economic issues issues that are going on. Now, what happens if we actually have a default? Now, I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the outcome, but there are all kinds of dire consequences if we, in fact, have a default uh, of the United States government. Um, it's all, I mean, as I said, dire consequences don't even begin to uh, to describe it. But things could happen in the housing market, of course, in business, all around the world, uh, if that does, in fact, happen. Is there a way to avert that? I think so. Um, the federal government may even be able to bring in enough revenue to stave off a default, even if there is no deal. So we'll talk about that today here on the program. United Airline pilots, by the way, may be getting ready to go on strike, and they are, in fact, picketing uh, as well right now. Uh, That's also cause for concern. Also, what's happening, of course, with the Manhattan DA, uh, who has now charged Daniel Penny uh, for second-degree manslaughter in the death of Jordan Neely on the New York subway system? We'll explore that, and uh, we'll find out what's happening uh, there. So again, the... uh, program today literally chock full oh and we will talk a little bit about the trump cnn town hall there's been a huge brouhaha about this anderson cooper evidently well it's not a meltdown he doesn't really have the the kind of personality where he really actually melts down uh but he does have some pretty interesting things to say and it's not very nice uh, for cnn uh but what he says and this is we actually have an audio clip of this what he says is is uh very telling it's incredibly telling about how the upcoming election is going to be viewed, how uh, candidate Trump at this point will be viewed. And I, I do think that it's a mixed bag with Trump in terms of of how he's moving forward or can move forward into the general election. But I do think one thing is, is certain. Um, he's not interested in the primaries at this point. I think he is looking at general election uh, issues or he's looking at general election voters. That's also important. Uh, for the for the Republican primary process, but how does all this go together? And uh, exactly, you know, how can Trump actually navigate that? Because it's it's not it's not a done deal. It's it's very very far from a done deal. And I do think that as we look at the different core support, not only for Trump but also for Joe Biden. And by the way, my friends, there's all kinds of problems in the Democrat Party right now. Uh, There's all kinds of bad that's going on uh, because they realize that Joe Biden is just not going to be a good candidate. Uh, I think, you know, in other words, there, there was no like groundswell after Joe Biden announced his candidacy, right, with the video and all that stuff. And I think I've alluded to this before, but I think it bears repeating. Um, you know, there was no groundswell like, oh, good, finally. Uh, you know, uh, finally, Joe Biden's running again. It's all Everything will be fine, and Joe and Kamala will be able to finish the job. Uh, that's their slogan. We, we need to finish the job. 
I don't know. I, th- I think maybe they're they're going to try to finish us. <laughs> I don't know. But here comes the music, folks. We're going to go to our first break. Stay right there. So much more to tell you about right here on the Friday Slash Weekend Edition. KyleWarrenShow.com. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. Kyle Warren here. Those of you who hear me throughout the week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio show know that Captain Matt Bruce tells all the listeners about the great people and the great products at MyPillow. He's asked me to tell all the listeners to this program as well about the amazing products that MyPillow has to offer. From the brand new MyPillow 2.0 to the Giza sheets, the slippers, and the unbelievable towel sets, just to name a few, MyPillow has so much to offer. By the way, everyone in my family sleeps on a MyPillow. Mrs. Professor gave me a pair of the MyPillow slippers for Christmas, and she enjoys hers too. You know, we sleep on the Giza sheets every night, and we absolutely love them. So, go to MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Scroll down to the Radio Listener Specials page, and when you've made your choices and you're ready to check out, be sure to use the promo code CAPTAIN. That's all you need. Promo code CAPTAIN, and you're all set. Now, if you'd rather order over the phone, simply dial 1-800-641-5459. That's 1-800-641-5459. And be sure again to use the promo code CAPTAIN, and you'll be helping out this program as well as the CAPTAIN's program, and we really appreciate it. Once again, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code CAPTAIN. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETs can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETs helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVET service officer or to learn more, visit After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards. Thank you for that great intro and liner. And uh, we're going to go continue on through the program right now. And of course, we will hear an Edwards Notebook here in just a little bit. So stay tuned. 
But folks, don't forget you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. You can find out how you can subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Podcast Republic. We're on a bunch of different podcast services. And we keep going up and up just like the music is doing right there. And we're going up and up and up just for one reason and one reason only. And that, of course, is you, the listener. Thank you so much for subscribing uh, to the program. Uh, Welcome to everybody finding us on Rumble as well. Uh, And also, of course, uh, uh, people telling their friends about the program, sharing the links and uh, uh, checking in with me on Facebook. You can go to kylewarrenshow.com. You can find out all about uh, how you can uh, find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter uh, as well. And you can subscribe to the podcast. You can hear uh, uh, older shows. And of course, you can tune in live to listen to my appearances on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program uh, from two, uh, starting at 2 a.m. Eastern time, Six nights a week. That's Monday uh, through Saturday. And uh, so we hope to uh, to find you there as well, because as I said, a lot of stuff happens uh, in the overnights. Okay, so we are going to talk about the immigration issue here uh, in just a little bit. But um, what's happening now, of course, with the uh, with the national debt issue, the, the debt ceiling issue um, can affect all Americans. There's no doubt about it. This is from CNBC. Uh, The Congressional Budget Office on Friday said tax revenues and emergency measures after June 15th, quote, will probably allow the government to continue financing operations at least until the end of July. The updated guidance otherwise reiterated the CBO's earlier uncertainty about the debt ceiling during the first few weeks of June, even though mid-June tax revenues could ease pressure on the Treasury through July. There's still the risk of default in the first few weeks of June, the key government forecaster said. If the debt limit remains unchanged, there is significant risk that at some point in the first two weeks of June, the government will no longer be able to pay all of its obligations, said the CBO report. The new report came as the White House and and congressional leaders postponed a scheduled meeting Friday, that's today, uh, to continue negotiations, citing little progress so far over any deal to cut spending and pair that with a debt limit hike. Okay, well, I I think I heard Kevin McCarthy talking about this, saying that, well, you know, they're not really making a lot of progress if it had been staff meetings back in February. They might be able to see a lot of this right that's happening right now as progress. But of course, we're getting down to the wire here. There's no doubt about that. Um, but of course, at the heart of the matter is the idea of spending cuts. Uh, Republicans are talking about going back to uh, uh, levels of 2022 and uh, trying to uh, trying to stave off uh, more of the spending. Uh, but of course, President Biden um, and the White House, but President Biden essentially saying, look, you know, this is going to be Armageddon. It's going to be a catastrophe if we cut any spending. And this, my friends, is where it's just all political and it starts to become less practical. And I do think that the American people, by and large, uh, those who are registered Republican, those registered Democrat, those registered independent, um, are not necessarily interested, <clears throat> pardon me, in the uh, in, in just the, the, the political core uh, 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 ideology in, in the sense that, well, you know, the, the Republicans are are asking for, for spending cuts. The Democrats, of course, and I'm talking about the Democrat Party elite, uh, there can be no spending cuts. 
almost because the Republicans asked for them, you see. Uh, so no matter what the Republicans ask for, if you, well, let's not spend as much. Well, now you're trying to crash the economy. You're the MAGA Republicans trying to crash the economy, and you're trying to make sure that uh, that uh, everything just fails um, because you are heartless and you uh, just want to you just want to hurt everybody by not spending so much. Well, most people, and again, that's why I say registered Democrats, Republicans, Independents. I think that they have some life experience. Okay, they understand that they have their own budget. Right. They have their own income. They have to make their own payments on things. Uh, They take out credit uh, in so many cases, of course, and they have to service that debt and they have to look at a piece of paper. I've, I've actually got a piece of paper right here. I don't know if you can hear it. Well, of course you can hear it. But uh, so I just visualize the piece of paper that they have to sit at their kitchen table with and they have to uh, dis- decide, right? They have to make decisions. It's just that simple. Um, and everybody who's out there living their life right now has can relate to that very idea. You have to be able to make choices and you have to be able to pay your, your bills. Uh, otherwise it becomes a default situation and nobody wants to do that. Well, the federal government is no different. Um, it also has to pay its bills. It also has to pay the interest on the bonds and all these things that people hold all over the world. Um, and so it's really not an option to go into default. Um, but it's also not an option to simply just keep uh, spending and borrowing and, and going as high as you can go literally into oblivion. And I do think the GOP has a very strong case here. Um, yes, of course, the debt limit, uh, it always gets raised. We know that. But what's happening, of course, is once again, Joe Biden wants to simply uh, say the MAGA Republicans are trying to crash the economy and so forth. So it becomes less and less. And it's apparent, I think to people across the highways and byways, whether they're Republicans, Democrats, or independents. Uh, it's it's apparent readily that Joe Biden and the Democrats over at the White House and the Democrat Party elite, um, they simply are trying to throw you a political slogan um, so that you'll just sort of nod in agreement. Yes, of course. Oh, yes, of course, President Biden. Yes, yes, yes. We have to stop the MAGA Republicans. Yes, that's right. That's right. And this train just keeps going on and on and on. What I do think people really want to see is an actual meeting of the minds to say, yes, we can, we can curtail this. We can, we can uh, switch this around. We can do, in other words, if it looked like there was any kind of actual negotiation going on, um, people would find that, uh, they, they would find that to be helpful. They, they would find that to be, okay, the people we're sending to Washington that are supposed to be doing our business are actually doing our business. And, and so we can at least sleep better about that tonight. And there'd be more time for politics and the, the election and all that, of course. But this is where I think the Biden administration is making a misstep because number one, times are not that good. We are seeing all these things happening. We're seeing all these things happening in the economy. We're seeing the banks failing. Uh, People are nervous, quite rightly so, understandably so. And so the Biden administration at a time when, again, most people understand that you've got to have some kind of practical approach to this. 
they're just saying, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, it's you know, Honestly, it's these MAGA Republicans that are just trying to hoodwink you into believing, uh, you know, that this will but, but really crash the economy and cause, and cause a nightmare. It'll cause Armageddon. Well, actually, I think it's the opposite. The constant lifting of the debt uh, arbitrarily and just going on and on and on, that's what's going to eventually cause the Armageddon. But the Democrat Party elite don't seem to have uh, really care about that uh, at this point because they're they're too sort of stuck on this idea of uh, of just destroying the political opposition. I don't think people really want that. Um, also, what can happen, of course, in the midst in the midst of a default is the housing market can also uh, take a major major hit. Uh, this from Newsweek: Housing market can be thrown into disarray. Economists are sounding the alarm on what a debt default would mean for the housing market in the United States, warning that a failure to raise the limit on government borrowing could result in a major disruption. On Thursday, Zillow senior economist Jeff Tucker said that if the U.S. defaults, home sales would decline sharply, with deficits up to 23%. Home values could fall 5% below the baseline of what's expected should there be no default. Okay. So again, here the standoff continues. It's not something that's going to be easily fixed, but the repercussions are so mighty uh, that the American people, are they just going to blame the MAGA Republicans, do you think? Or are they going to say, um, we think a lot of this has to do with Joe Biden and being obstinate. And one other, one other thing I, I want to throw in here before we get to the bottom of the hour break, and that is... I also think that the American people don't have this notion, this vision, this uh, image in their head of Joe Biden walking into the room at the conference table and then rolling up his sleeves and saying, let's get down to business and make this thing work. That's also a huge problem in his ability to run for re-election. They don't think he's engaged or he could engage. All right, stay right there. Back after this. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. The Department of Homeland Security continues to reward illegal border crossers instantly with $332.5 million. Yup, your taxes at work. While the Biden administration punishes we the people. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. The Biden administration is on a never-ending mission to allegedly destroy our ability to properly raise our own children, worship Yahweh, live in peace and tranquility, eat healthy food, utilize gas stoves, protect ourselves from thugs, etc., etc. Homeland Security has rewarded ungrateful illegal border crossers with $332.5 million tax dollars for temporary shelter while they await being dropped off throughout the USA in large cities, suburbs, little towns and hamlets, even the beaches of Waikiki and along the beautiful Pacific Coast Highway in sunny California. This latest move by the government is part of a long list of actions the current regime has taken to destroy our unique, exceptional nation way of life. They seek to make life so miserable that we will one day beg big government to take full control of society and make us safe. 
But if you're one willing to give up your liberty or so-called security, you deserve neither. I'm Ron Edwards. Let's meet on the next page from the Edwards Notebook. See ya. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition, Kyle Warren Show. Of course, uh, don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast. You can find out how to find me on social media. You can send me a direct message, all that and much more right there at kylewarrenshow.com. And of course, don't forget, we'll be on the air uh, later on this evening or this uh, this night or the tomorrow morning, depending on your time zone. Uh, that, of course, 2 a.m. Eastern time, Saturday morning with Captain Matt Bruce on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Hope you can tune in. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com for more information and links to listen live to AM860, The Answer. Okay, let's uh, talk about immigration here for a moment. Uh, we were talking about that a little bit in the introduction today. Uh, this from Fox News, White House rages after federal judge blocks release of migrants without court dates. It's being referred to as sabotage, right? That was the Beastie Boys, uh, one of their best songs and one of their best videos, <laughs> by the way, sabotage. Uh, but again, from the article here, the White House on Friday said that a ruling that blocked the administration's ability to release migrants without court dates into the interior is an act of, quote, sabotage, unquote, just as other administrations, agencies decried it as, quote, harmful. So let me just say on the ruling that you just laid out to me. So look, the way we see it, it's sabotage. It's pure and simple. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said at the White House Press Briefing, uh, that's how that reads to us, unquote. Now, I don't know and I don't have any information as to whether or not this uh, this saying, this utterance from Karine Jean-Pierre came from the sacred binder. I don't know. And when we say, of course, sacred binder, we do need a little bit of effect on that. We need to speak of the sacred words from the sacred binder. Read by Karine Jean-Pierre. She reads the sacred words from the sacred binder. Okay, and, and that's all she can do. Uh, so I don't, this sounds more off the cuff to me. Um, one would think there would be sacred words in the sacred binder uh, about this because it's sabotage, right? I know, I'm just, <laughs> I keep harping on that. Um, somehow it's all being sabotaged because the idea, of course, is to release people into the country um, without any kind of rhyme or reason, I guess. That's actually, and this is why Joe Biden said, well, it's going to be chaotic. Well, that seems like now you're sowing chaos. I mean, that's that's exactly what it sounds like. And, you know, it's, again, I think that you get the Democrat Party elite and they love to try to create this notion that anybody who opposes, you know, their, their the, the whole ruling structure uh, of what they want to do is somehow racist or they're bad or they don't like people or any of this stuff. American people are far from that. 
Um, but what they do think, and I think just like with the idea, well, there's there a federal budget and how do we make it work and how do we get enough money and this kind of stuff. And maybe some things have to be changed around a little bit. No, no, that's evil. It's evil. That's mega Republican talk. And they're trying to crash the economy and on it goes. Well, the same thing here. If you have this idea, well, wait a minute, if people come in the country and they're supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to get a court date, but then now they don't need a court date because the Biden administration doesn't want them to have a court date. But then a federal judge uh, has who has the authority to say, no, you can't just do this. You have to have them have a court date. And then the White House, of course, says it's sabotage, right? It's sabotage. <sighs> the American people don't like that. And this goes beyond the idea of the the uh, the the immigration fight right that that's uh, sort of laid out in terms of the extremes right the extreme viewpoints most people don't have those extreme viewpoints or they believe that there should be some practicality to this well the administration telling them that the sabotage is happening reads as completely impractical and and shows that the administration is far and away into the extreme category. And that's just not cool, is it? Jean-Pierre was reacting to the ruling handed down late Thursday, which granted a two-week restraining order on the parole with conditions policy. The policy was outlined in a Border Patrol memo this week, which says that migrants can be allowed into the country on parole, a process typically reserved for urgent humanitarian reasons or significant public benefit, if Customs and Border Protection faces overcrowding, the memo calls the practice parole with conditions as migrants are required to make an appointment with Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, and, re and request a notice to appear by mail. Under a parole release, migrants are rapidly released into the country, do not get an alien registration number, and do not receive a court date. The use of parole is being authorized if a sector capacity goes between above, rather, 125% if agents apprehend 7,000 a day over 72 hours or if average time in custody goes above 60 hours. Now, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody sued uh, over the move, arguing that it was materially identical to parole plus ATD policy blocked by the same judge in March. Judge Wetherill agreed in that assessment uh, with that assessment, rather, in his order. Uh, so here we go, folks. Again, the idea is that I think the Democrat Party elite uh, simply want to actually continue to sow the chaos. They want the chaos. The chaos is what they believe is going to benefit them most politically because they do believe that a lot of people who are coming into this country illegally simply crossing the border, they will be able to vote, essentially, or they'll vote illegally, or they'll vote eventually through some other process um, of bestowing the uh, voter registration and this kind of thing. And so they are honestly looking for a way to stay perpetually in power. Now, that also seems to go against our idea of democracy. By the way, everybody who opposes the idea of whatever President Biden wants to do is obviously trying to trying to go against our democracy as well. You see, if you understand how they use these terms, how they set up these things so that discourse is now dissent. 
Okay, that's important. And of course, they will always say, well, it's these mega Republicans. They don't want any dissent. That's not really true, is it? And most people have different ideas on different issues. But when you have a monolithic structure, like we have here in California, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that, you know, you know, Captain Matt Bruce, he ribs me about this all the time, right? You're in California, or we get people calling in, you're in California. And of course, that's right. And California is a monoparty state. There's no doubt about that. It's not an extreme political viewpoint. That's just the reality of it, right? And having a monoparty system by which, and this is the scary part, by the way, the scary part is that uh, the monoparty system of California is the model for the rest of the country. Why would you don't even need Republicans? You don't need anybody else other than members of the party, right? You know, it's just just shorten it. it. Doesn't have to be Democrat party. Just call it the party. Are you a party member? Do you follow the party policies? You're in. Uh, if you're if you want to have any kind of discourse about things, well, that's dissent. And now you're trying to ruin our democracy. Now you're trying to make things so bad that it all just goes up in flames, right? That's the idea. And that's the setup. And I think people are starting to get really, really wise to this. And uh, so that's why I think, number one, President Biden is foundering, not just because of his age or his physical conditions, his uh, his mental cognitive uh, things that are on display at this point, um, not just because of that, but also because they seem to be completely out of touch. They seem to be completely out of touch with people that are dealing with higher prices, with inflation, with increased fuel prices, and it's almost a let-them-eat-cake attitude. Well, just go get yourself an electric car. Just just get the electric car. That's no big deal. Just go do that. Well, I found out the other day that some, some of these car manufacturers are actually starting to lower their electric car prices because of these kinds of issues, right? Because of the financial issues. So one of them is only now $45,000 or something like that. Uh, wow, that's that's got to be great, especially for everybody across the highways and byways who has an extra 45, 40, 50, 60, 70. I mean, you just keep going in the stratosphere with some of these things. And if you can get one, great. But most people can't simply say, you know, uh, I'm just going to go replace my my gas engine with an electric car um, and everything will be hunky dory. Because I got to tell you, of course, even here in California, the summertime is coming. The summer heat is coming. It's already hot up in Seattle and Portland. They've, they're having a heat wave. We talk about that on our trucker highway and byway report every morning uh, as we're going through this weekend. Uh, they've got uh, temperatures could go up to 90 uh, degrees or more. And, you know, as it gets hotter, People turn on their air conditioners, especially here in Southern California. And then guess what? The power goes out. How are you going to charge your electric cars all over the place? Stay with us. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, I'm Tim McGraw. Every two seconds, someone in America needs blood. Accident victims, cancer patients, and individuals with blood disorders and other illnesses. They may live next door or up the block or across town. They're our neighbors. Yet only a small percentage of those who are eligible to give donate blood. A healthy blood supply comes from ordinary people, just like you and me. It's all about neighbors helping neighbors. Your gift of blood is needed now to help save lives. 
That's why I'm joining with my good neighbors at State Farm and the American Red Cross in the Neighbors Give Life campaign to raise awareness and to challenge you to donate blood. It only takes an hour of your time and can save the lives of up to three people. You can donate as many as six times a year. So make an appointment to donate at your local blood center and donate often. And won't you join me now in giving the gift of life? Be a hometown hero. Visit NeighborsGiveLife.com for more information about donating blood. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. The program flying by today. I don't know what it is. Something wrong with the time-space continuum. It's it's going way too fast. All right. Welcome back, of course, everybody, uh, as we continue here into the final segment of the Friday slash weekend edition. And But don't worry. It's still going to be chock full of stuff. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit before. We talked also on the Captain's America about what's happening, for example, up in San Francisco, uh, where the crime is getting so terrible. Of course, I think Amazon was it Amazon uh, uh, closed down a Whole Foods market because of the employees. They they weren't safe. Um, and of course, when it comes to not wanting to enforce the law and creating this kind of this this weird uh, viewpoint about uh, not having police or that police are bad and all this other stuff, well, what does it lead to? It leads obviously to crime takes a holiday. Uh, this from the Daily Mail. Uh, this caught my eye, my eye rather about San Francisco. San Francisco Target store is being shoplifted every ten minutes, according to a worker there. Workers in San Francisco Target store, they are being shoplifted every 10 minutes as the city faces an exodus of retail stores due to theft. Employees say they have watched individuals actively shuffling goods into bags before making off. Multiple products, including shampoo, deodorant, toothbrushes, and some foods are now kept behind barriers that require staff to open them. You know, I, I've, I've seen this happening, and it's, it's happening more and more all over the place, from what I understand. Um, here's the thing, though, too. Now it's going to be behind uh, the, you know, plexiglass barrier, um, and I suppose that can also be smashed to some degree. The locks can be uh, broken off or something. I mean, the, if enough force, you know, will take it apart, I'm sure. Uh, but it also... Um, now it, it, it makes me, uh, fear for some of the store employees, right? Uh, because they're the ones who would have the key. They'd have to open it up. Um, you know, and I just don't want to see anybody get hurt. 
Uh, one of the things that's happening, of course, and some of these CVS stores, and this is one of the reasons why they are closing uh, some of their locations, um, in addition to many other stores that are simply either just getting out, they're not going to be there anymore in San Francisco. Why? Why do it? It makes no sense. It's not because they're racist or any of that kind of stuff. It's because they, they can't afford it. And they and why do business uh, if everything's going to be stolen? Uh, people just walk in and they take whatever they want. Well, now it's behind a barrier. What could happen then? Well, now they have to tell the, the store employee, go open that up so I can I can steal it. You know, and what if they what if they balk at that? You know, people can get hurt. But I understand the reasoning behind putting up these barriers. But other goods, back to the article, including trays of lipstick and nail polishes are being cleaned out by shoplifters on a daily basis, sparking fears the store could be next to flee San Francisco's rapidly emptying downtown. One worker inside the Metreon, a shopping mall near San Francisco's Union Square, told the San Francisco Standard every 10 minutes, you see it. Uh, Look, in some corner of the store and you'll see people shoveling stuff into a bag. Food, cosmetics, an anonymous worker told the news site it's sad seeing it, it, that someone has to steal diapers for their kid. According to the news site, well, and I understand, I, 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 get, I get that people can become desperate, and I don't think that every single person, obviously, is, is stealing diapers for their child. I think they may be stealing a lot of stuff so that they either try to resell it within their community or simply realize that um, it, this is all free uh, at this point. And I do understand. People, are, people can be desperate. We all are, Our hearts go out to all people that have that, that, that uh, significant a problem. There's no doubt about that. But here's the thing. I think, again, it's a free-for-all. It just becomes a free-for-all. And that's very, very concerning. Uh, so is this coming to a target near you? Is the, is, is, uh, are people's, are companies rather just simply going to pack up and leave? And that's a very, very, uh, uh, very chilling idea because that means that places are simply going to be um, abandoned. And it will become a very hellish kind of landscape there, uh, most unfortunately. I had someone um, who has uh, some business up in San Francisco, and they they were telling me that, well, uh, where the business is, I can, if I go out and I turn left, it's all, it's, um, you know, it's a way that you don't want to go because it leads into where there's a huge uh, concentration of homeless and crime and so forth. Then you go the other way towards Union Square, and it's a little bit better because the the uh, the caliber of stores there, the high caliber of stores and so forth. But even so, I think this uh, this article was talking about uh, the idea of uh, that this particular target is near Union Square. So it's not that there's an immunity factor uh, that would be going on in San Francisco. It sounds like the whole place is just going downhill. All right. Well, uh, United Airline pilots are now threatening to strike. We understand this. This uh, from uh, Fox Business. United Airline pilots are picketing at major airports across the nation on Friday. That's today. Demanding higher pay and better work-life balance in negotiations with management over a new contract. The pilots say they have been working without a pay increase for more than four years. The nationwide informational picket comes as Southwest Airlines and American Airlines pilots have each authorized a strike demanding better conditions from their respective management. So they could go on, actually go on strike 
And as we move into the summertime travel season, uh, that would be obviously a major, major problem uh, to be uh, to be sure. Okay, as we begin to uh, get towards the end of the program here today, I do want you to hear something from Anderson Cooper just briefly uh, in response to the Trump Town Hall. The captain and I have been talking about the Trump Town Hall as well, uh, but here's what Anderson Cooper had to say. He says he understands if you don't ever want to watch CNN ever again. But what he says and how he says it's it's important, let's hear what he has to say, and then we'll go for there. Go from there. Good evening. Before we begin with tonight's broadcast, I want to say something about what we witnessed at last night's town hall. Many of you have expressed deep anger and disappointment. Many of you are upset that someone who attempted to destroy our democracy was invited to sit on a stage in front of a crowd of Republican voters to answer questions and predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. And I get it. It was disturbing. It was disturbing to see and hear that person refer to a black law enforcement officer as a thug, an adjective he used many times to describe black men, and call Caitlin Collins, the moderator, nasty, which is what he calls any woman who stands up to him. It was disturbing to hear him speak so highly of QAnon conspirators and insurrectionists who assaulted police officers in our democracy on January 6th. And it was awful to hear him spread ridiculous lies about the election. And it was certainly disturbing to hear that audience, young and old, our fellow citizens, people who love their kids and go to church, laugh and applaud his lies and his continued defamation of a woman who, according to a jury of his peers, he sexually abused and defamed. As good a job as Galen Collins did trying to fact check him, it is impossible to fact check fully because he lies so shamelessly. Now, many of you think CNN shouldn't have given him any platform to speak, and I understand the anger about that, giving him the audience, the time, I get that. But this is what I also get. The man you were so disturbed to see and hear from last night, that man is the frontrunner for the Republican nomination for president. And according to polling, no other Republican is even close. That man you were so upset to hear from last night, he may be president of the United States in less than two years. And that audience that upset you, That's a sampling of about half the country. They are your family members, your neighbors, and they are voting. And many said they're voting for him. Now, maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office. Maybe you've been enjoying not hearing from him, thinking it can't happen again. Some investigation is going to stop him. Well, it hasn't so far. So if last night showed anything, it showed it can happen again. It is happening again. He hasn't changed and he is running hard. You have every right to be outraged today and angry and never watch this network again. But do you think staying in your silo and only listening to people you agree with is going to make that person go away? If we all only listen to those we agree with, it may actually do the opposite. All right, so there's Anderson Cooper. I'm going to cut that a little bit short just for time, but it is an extended audio quote that I wanted you to hear because, of course, Anderson Cooper is, that's his version of melting down, I think. Uh, He's always very reserved, but here's the thing. He, in addition to saying that he he understood, I guess, if you never watch CNN ever again, um, but did you hear what he said about how, well, you know, this this man could be the next president. Now, I think that there are all kinds of problematic issues that would have to be dealt with with Donald Trump in a general election. So at this stage in the game, I see where the polling's going. I understand. But I think that the polling also tells us something else, and that is people on the on the whole are not happy with 
the policies that are in place right now. This is more damaging to the Democrats than it is for Anderson Cooper to rail against Trump who lies and blah, 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 that stuff. Um, it's actually a much bigger problem for the left because they understand the left or the left understands that their policies don't sell themselves. Their policies don't have organic support of many, many, many people in the country and that their policies literally have to be imposed. They're not celebrated. They're imposed. So, I don't know. Anderson Cooper's pretty worried. Folks, we'll see you on the radio tonight and right back here next time. Until then, everybody out there around the globe, take care. You're listening to Kyle Warren.